What's up, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the In-Game Chat Podcast brought to you by Lackawanna College. Throughout this series, we'll be covering the ins and outs of the collegiate esports industry and all of the benefits that it can provide to those involved. Each episode, we will bring in different industry experts to help us dive into these topics and help educate our listeners on what collegiate esports has to offer. I am your host, Teddy Delaney, the esports program administrator here at Lackawanna College, and by my side is Bobby D., our IT expert and fellow esports coach. So on today's episode, we have a wonderful guest, a uh, a friend of mine for a long time now. Uh, we worked together on a couple different things here in this crazy esports industry. His name is Josh Knutson, and he works with Bytespeed and Gravity Gaming. Josh, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Absolutely. Happy to have you. Great to talk to you, as always. So why don't we start with a little bit of uh, an intro, so... Uh, tell us a little bit about your position and what you do on a daily basis with Bytespeed and Gravity Gaming. Yeah, definitely. So like Teddy said, my name's Josh. Uh, I uh, work for uh, an IT solutions manufacturer called Bytespeed. Uh, we're based in Moorhead, Minnesota. Um, we've been in business for uh, 21 years, 22 if you count this year. Uh, so the company was founded in 1999 um, in an apartment building in downtown Fargo uh in north dakota right across the river from from moorhead um building desktops for uh uh high school in south dakota that's that's how we got started um you know you fast forward over the last 20 years and we've added you know desktops and laptops and servers and storage and everything under the sun as far as you know it solutions for schools because that's you know our, our biggest customer base we work with about 70 percent of our customers are our schools um, so we've kind of built our business around being a, a solution provider for for those institutions and uh, for higher ed and banking and healthcare and just kind of making sure that we can be um, as helpful of a resource as possible. And VR and esports is definitely a large part of that. So my role, kind of where I came from and and how I came to be in the position I am. Um, you know, back in 2016, I was uh, an esports coach, just like you guys, uh, working for the University of Jamestown uh, here in North Dakota. Um, started and ran that program for three and a half years. Was a Bytespeed customer, and that's how I got introduced to the team over here. Uh, we use them for for all of our hardware, for you know our our desktops, and and for outfitting our space. Um, and in, in 2019, I was looking for a little change of scenery and I uh, decided that jumping ship and coming to the dark side was the, the right move uh, and, you know, joining the vendor over here in Bytespeed. So I serve as the esports and VR solutions director, um, kind of overseeing our two higher end uh, um, kind of uh more complicated solutions, um, you know, and, and just serving as a resource for our customers. Um, so, you know, my my day to day looks very different every single day, but a lot of times it's jumping on calls, explaining, you know, how to be successful deploying either VR into a classroom setting or getting it into a school for training or professional development or anything like that. Uh, or, you know, talking with schools about, you know, my experience running a, a collegiate esports program and, and sharing that knowledge and, and what I learned uh, for them to be successful adding, you know, their own esports program into, you know, their high school or college. So uh, I get to meet a lot of awesome people like yourselves uh, and, and work with a ton of schools and kind of help be that guiding hand, no matter what solution we're talking about. 
Um, but I'm super hyper focused on just the VR and esports. I have a small team that works with me here um, at, at Bytespeed under the, the Gravity Gaming brand. Um, you can kind of think of it like Dell has Alienware, HP has Omen, Bytespeed has Gravity Gaming. Nice. Um, so the Gravity Gaming team, you know, it's it's me and just a, a couple of, of other employees here that, that kind of run through my division. And we're, you know, just focused on bringing the the things that you know, Bytespeed was founded on the customer service, the the relationship building, um, to the esports and VR deployments, and and making sure that our customers have all the resources they need to be successful. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, adding to that, can you talk about some of the schools you've worked with and what kind of equipment you have deployed to those institutions? Yeah, definitely. So you know, Bytespeed at our core, you know, we're still a small company. Um, we have one office, one location in Moorhead here about 70 employees, um, but we do business on a nationwide scale with all sorts of sizes of schools. Um, so, you know, on the esports side, you look at like the, the top end, you know, our, our biggest name customer probably is the University of Akron. Um, you know, they have just a gigantic school. They've got 93 machines in three different facilities. Uh, you know, we work with them on a varsity deployment and, and making sure that their club spaces were all um, kind of taken care of and set up the way that they needed to be. So, you know, 93 high-end machines uh, with, you know, at the time they were like, I think 1080 graphics cards and i7s and, you know, just like really, really awesome machines at the time. Uh, and this is, you know, three years ago now uh going on four years uh but kind of like our our biggest you know kind of recognizable deployment was was with ua you know we had samsung that came in as a partner to help do some marketing and and kind of a big splash to get akron up and running uh, but other schools, you know, that we've worked with, uh, you know, Illinois Wesleyan University, their big, uh, their new building uh, that TJ and the crew down there are working out of. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, they, you know, they have uh, close to four, actually 41 of our machines in there. You know, again, high-end machines, AMD plus 2060 supers or 20, um, you know, uh, Ryzen, excuse me, uh, 5700 XT graphics cards, you know, kind of the works just really high-end uh, machines built out for for the college teams. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we work with small public schools and small high schools that are in, in rural areas of the country. So, you know, we've done everything from those big, flashy collegiate deployments at Akron, Illinois Wesleyan, the list goes on and on. Uh, but at the at the high school side, we've done as few as, you know, three computers out to a small school in Montana or, you know, working with, um, you know, East Helena out there was a real, you know, cool experience on a very different scale. Um, you know, doing a lot of work with schools down in Georgia and, you know, Albuquerque Public Schools, which is a gigantic district down uh, in mm -hmm. the southwest. Um, so it's kind of cool for us to be able to be, number one, a custom builder to be able to change the solution based on who the customer is and and what their needs are what they're what they want to do with their program and we can kind of tailor it to you know what their budget is and and kind of make sure that it's the best fit for them so um you know we've got a huge list of esports schools uh, at the high school level and the college level we've loved working with every single one of them every de every deployment is different uh and sometimes there's vr mixed in uh in there as well and that's kind of a cool um second add-on because my job kind of covers both of those solutions but it's been fun getting to know a lot of the the coaches and directors out there at all of these different schools 
Yeah, it's it's definitely a fun experience. I've had the pleasure to work alongside uh, you and a couple of uh, your other co-workers and just see how you guys operate and, and the people that you talk to. And it's always been a blast. Um, but talking about, you know, VR, which is one of your main focuses, you know, what's what walk us through that process like consider us a new a new customer and what are what are we looking for because i know that you guys have a couple different options that you go with um and then i kind of after that i kind of want to pick your brain on what you think the uh if we if we're going to see any major vr competition on the esports scene but start by uh let's talk about some of the different vr options that you have and how they might fit for you know like entry-level education or just regular gameplay in general definitely yeah so vr is this really cool it's it's something that i have a love-hate relationship with to be honest (laughs) with you yeah it is an amazing piece of technology and it's it's super impactful and you know the the list of studies and data and and anecdotal experiences that we've gotten from you know the uh, the high school educators especially that are using vr in the classroom is just incredible you know they're they're reaching students that uh learn differently they're giving them another outlet to explore their passions and be able to be you know actually engaged with their education which is something that you know, for, for some of these kids is, is really hard to, to do. Um, so VR kind of just adds on top of uh, the other amazing things that are already happening in the classroom. Uh, and kind of, it, it's a tool that goes alongside curriculum. It's never going to be a, a replacement for the lesson plans and the things that are happening, you know, that the teacher is doing already um, in their classroom. But it's an awesome tool to add alongside, you know, the lesson for the day. So, you know, as far as the technology goes and and what we're seeing, you know, a lot of it is the six degree of freedom headsets. So the ones that you can actually move around and walk around with instead of just, um, you know, maybe, hey, I put a Google Cardboard on and I can watch a 3D video and turn my head and I see different things. Um, this, the six degree of freedom ones, you can actually walk around in the experience and, and, you know, the more powerful headsets, you can actually interact with your environments. Um, you know, so we're seeing everything from, you know, loading up Google earth for a geography lesson and flying around the world and going to different sites and and taking like a, a virtual class field trip to, you know, Europe or Asia, you know, someplace that we would never be able to take, you know, uh, 20 or 30 12 year old kids but we can do that in vr because of the you know the technology to just go and and be able to view that you know use google street view with a a headset on be able to be on the ground look around and and see that environment Uh, but there's you know a ton of great science apps out there you know organon is an awesome uh, anatomy and biology app where you can actually peel apart the layers of the body you know take all the bones all the muscles all the tissue and, and the nervous system and everything under the sun and be able to to pull that apart, learn about it, have you know descriptive um, uh, text boxes pop up to be able to, to enhance that reading and be able to say, okay, you know, if if I want to have a lesson on you know the the bones in the skull and be able to actually load that up in VR and with your controllers pull that apart and see how things connect together, uh, it just you know is another way of learning and another way of of kind of experiencing what you're you're seeing in the textbook. Uh, and being able to have that hands-on level of learning a lot of the times is the difference maker for for kids to to be able to absorb that content and retain that knowledge. Um, you know, on the gaming side of things, I think we're 
we're kind of in this um, very beginning stage, I think, of really high oh, yeah. quality VR. You know, Half Like Alex came out um, last year as kind of like the biggest VR title you know ever made, really. Yeah. Uh, but again, pumped. that's you know like a a single player game. Um, mm-hmm extremely well done uh you know one of the best things out there on the market uh but that's really been the first kind of full-fledged game that's been made for you know multiple play sessions it's not just hey put the headset on for an hour and you're done um you know that was a i i I don't know exactly what the hour count was but i think it's you know right around 15 20 hours to be able to to get through that game um and it's been the biggest you know accomplishment so far um, but again, it's, it's single player. It, it's, you know, your own environment. You're not worried about other people and how, you know, headsets talk to one another or interact in, in an environment that's receiving a ton of different information from, you know, four five, six, seven, eight different headsets. Uh, but that being said, there are some titles out there in the multiplayer space that are starting to where, you know, esports and VR could potentially be something, uh, really worth pursuing in the next couple of years there's already a handful of schools playing uh and competing in a collegiate league and uh, it's got a bright future yeah so the the not to get a little long-winded here but the the collegiate vr esports it's the cvre uh on twitter it's at cvre underscore league um they've got a discord and, and and a twitter account and a twitch account um there's oh gosh probably 20 different schools that are competing in beat saber um 19 actually no i lied that's uh 6 12 18 st Clair is competing too yeah yep 20 23 schools last year played in beat saber so that's you know that format is is 1v1 you get matched up with you know if if i'm playing for jamestown and teddy's playing for for lackawanna we have a, a song that we're competing against each other and the high score wins you know um interesting so that's you cool. get you get X number of runs to, to be able to get that score. And then you submit your top one and, and the winner moves on. And there's kind of like, it's scored a lot like a track meet. So like you're, you know, right. if I finish first, I score X amount of points from my team. And then there's a team score and an individual score. Uh, and then the other sport that they were playing was echo arena. And it looks like seven schools were playing that. And that's kind of, um, if you think of like astronauts playing rocket league or soccer, almost, um, it's 4v4, only on the Oculus, which is a little bit of a bummer. Uh, <laughs> but it's one of the yeah. most popular VR kind of esports titles where you know, you're throwing a, a ball through a goal and, and trying to score. And there's kind of a, a – those are the two that are, are being played in college right now. So it's, it's kind of the, the start of something extremely cool, and we'll, I'd love to see where it goes. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I, because my kids both have, um, Oculus quests and, you know, just playing, you know, some of the, like the playground games in there that are like multiplayer, like they have their own version of Fortnite, um, and different games like that. But it's, it's going to be really interesting to see where the future of like VR competitive gaming goes. Like I, I am a huge fan of, of the book and the movie ready player one. Yeah. And like, can you imagine one day if that's if that's like a reality and everyone has those 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 suits and in like the, the 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 mobile platforms, you know, that would be insane. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's it's 
it's really cool to think about the future of VR. I remember a couple of years ago when we worked together, you know, we weren't really sure where, you know, the, the virtual reality tech technology stood, you know, you even may have told me to wait, you know, wait for the next model, you know, yeah. and see what it looks like. But so out of, out of the lineup that you guys offer, what do you recommend for all around best uh, VR experience? So it, it depends. Cause I, I want to say there's a caveat to this. Sure. Um, so if you want to do strictly like we're talking a collegiate environment, gonna play esports, want to do like Echo Arena, the the other Echo game, Echo Combat, it's like Overwatch, very similar. Um, you're like pushing a payload. It's four v four. You have different loadouts, different weapons, and stuff like that. Those are only available on the Quest, or excuse me, on the Oculus headsets. Mm-hmm. So you know you would have to get. Uh, a Rift S or a Quest 2 to be able to play those. And they're phenomenal headsets and, and you know, Bytespeed, we've sold a, a lot of them and been able to, you know, outfit people with those headsets. But, um, and this is kind of where the, the Catch-22 comes from, you need a, face, a Facebook account for those headsets now. Yeah, um, so it, it's, you know, kind of a big turnoff for high schools who want to get into, into VR uh, especially because of the student data privacy and, and you know, actually having Facebook on you know, a, a school device. Um, so it's it's a tough conversation to have. Yep. Um, so if we're going based solely off of, you know, um, best gameplay, best experience, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be, you know, something on the Oculus side, in my opinion. Um, however... Uh, the the Cosmos from HTC Vive is right there as well. You don't have that Facebook requirement uh, because it's a Vive headset instead of Oculus. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have that barrier. And, and the Cosmos is a fantastic headset. So I, I would think either, you know, the Rift S or the Cosmos, if you're going to run it off of a PC, those are kind of like the top two headsets, in, in my opinion. Um, and, and the most kind of best bang for your buck, you know, you there are some higher end headsets from Vive that get into kind of that enterprise level territory and you're, you're definitely paying for better hardware, but it's twice the, the cost of what a Cosmos is. Um, so I, I would say either like the Rift S or the Cosmos, or, you know, if you can find a Quest 2, um, those are uh, amazing headsets. The Oculus ones have access to some of the, the Oculus only esports titles. Uh, but in the education environment, you know, Cosmos is kind of the leader from our perspective, just on ease of use and, and you know, the power of the headset to be able to run a lot of the education apps out there uh, right. at, at a good experience. You know, let the kids be able to actually get that hands on immersive learning uh, and not have issues with um you know, tracking being buggy or, uh, you know, the headset just not having the, the resolution and the frame rate to be able to run the experience and not make you feel seasick or woozy or have that, that kind of the, the experience crumble. Um, right. So I, I guess, you know, that's kind of how I'll frame that question. I know it's kind of a roundabout answer, but um, the Facebook consideration really has changed the game, uh, especially in the in the K-12 area. But, right. you know, for esports and, and for playing games and, and getting in there, you know, you can't go wrong with either Oculus or Vive. Both are going to be great headsets. Um, just kind of have to figure out what what your school is comfortable with and, and how you want to move forward. Yeah, I, I remember when we got the uh, the quests for our kids. It was it was for Christmas um, and I've had Facebook since I've had an, an AIM account. 
the AOL Instant Messenger. Nice. So my Facebook is tied to my AIM account. And I created the pin and everything. And then, you know, we played for like a, a month or so. And then the kids got hooked on Fortnite or whatever. And then they wanted to play the, the quest again. We went back and I forgot the pin. And then my my recovery email was my old AIM account, which does not <laughs> exist anymore. So I could yeah. not get it. So I've been locked out of our, our headsets since like February. Oh, it's very God. frustrating. But but yeah, that's a that's a little rant that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but, but funny nonetheless. So yeah. have you adding on to all that, have you had any institutions, whether it's um higher ed or K through twelve, like for example, we run I know Teddy's been heading this, the a Minecraft camp. Has anybody taken Minecraft into the VR? Oh yeah. You know, I I know there is uh there are a few schools, especially on the East Coast, that are, are really diving into Minecraft EDU. I know like uh Steve Isaacs is probably a name that you guys recognize from from New Jersey. He works for Epic now, actually. Um, but was kind of like the brainchild behind Minefair and, and the big giant Minecraft education camps. Um, right. I don't know if they've done anything with VR, but that's, I guess, who I would start with and kind of who I would I would talk to. Because I know like Steve was doing amazing things with Minecraft, like doing, um, you know, Rube, Rube Goldberg machines in Minecraft. Oh, they're amazing. And, and, kind of teaching, you know, a lot of the different functionality with like the coding that you can do with redstone or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I don't know if anybody's done Minecraft VR specifically, but Minecraft for education is a huge teaching tool. Um, NASAF uses it. They have like their Minecraft masters stuff. Um, and there's a ton of schools using Minecraft in a, you know, a traditional kind of PC environment. Uh, and I, I'm not sure if anybody's taken it the next step to do VR. I know Minecraft VR is amazing. Um, and, and it really is like that next step of like really immersing yourself in that environment. Uh, and Minecraft's already a game that if I play it, I kind of zone out and I'm like, oh my God, four hours went by. Yes, what happened? So getting into VR might might be uh, even, even more so kind of drilling down into the real amazing mechanics of that game and, and what you can do. Uh, but I don't, I'm not sure if anybody's using it specifically for education. Yeah, that's something I, I thought of too, because just like Bobby said, we have uh, uh, Minecraft summer camps here where we utilize the Minecraft educational edition. And it would be really neat if they did, you know, collaborate because we've gone to some crazy uh, uh, realms and different creations you know, we, we, we toured Florence, Italy, and it would be it would yeah. be crazy to be able to do that virtually, you know what I mean? Obviously, you could do it using Google Earth or anything like that, but, you know, just, you know, uh, bringing in the kids' interests with video games and Minecraft and then being yeah. able to have them there firsthand, that, that just seems, like, really cool. So I'm actually going to look into that. Yeah, I, you know, I think, and this isn't a fact for sure because I haven't tried it, but my guess is... You know, you could load up those same world codes or, you know, the same IP addresses in Minecraft VR and, and get that Florence, Italy one in true. Minecraft VR. Because at the end of the day, it's still Minecraft. So it, it probably Very works. true. That's interesting. I actually am going to try that. Yeah. Very cool. You could visit all kinds of worlds. I mean, people recreate the fictional, too. Something in oh, Star yeah. Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. So it, like you said, it's it'd be cool to go through Mordor and fly through. 
right? Oh, yeah, man. we toured the International Space Station too last year. It was very cool. There's a lot of I different bet. stuff that you can do. So that's that's awesome. So, Definitely. so yeah, Josh, we uh, we really appreciate you coming on and and talking to us about the not only the crazy world of esports, but your expertise in VR and all the different educational benefits and things like that. So so yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It, it's been, you know, for me, especially over the last two years working for Bytespeed and kind of getting more entrenched in this world, it, it's been an eye opener, you know, in, in a huge way, especially on the VR side of things, you know, being able to see, you know, some educators really go, you know, the extra mile in the k-12 space and, and use VR in a way that is just, it's so impactful for the students that that they work with and you know right. if, if i'm going to jump on a soapbox here you know for for like five seconds um i want to give a shout out to christine lyon bailey she is uh i uh, in the new jersey area she's a, an elementary middle school principal um works in in uh, a, a super cool environment because they have a vr lab in their middle school and they do a ton of different things she presents for us all the time and, and is a customer of ours and um ready learner one is uh, a book that she and two of her co-workers or peers uh, actually wrote on VR and education. Um, they also have an eSports book that just got published. Um, but uh, they're just kind of a, an amazing showcase of, of what VR can do. She, Christine just did a presentation for us on how to use VR to teach with special education and like yeah. um, you know populations that that need a little extra help. And I just, you know, every time I listen to her, see what she's doing, it's it's inspiring. And, and there's another educator down in Kentucky. Her name's Shannon Putman, um, uh, you know, doing amazing things with the, the elementary schools around the University of Louisville in kind of that Jefferson County area. You know, just like giant right. dreams of using VR and EDU and being able to really impact students from a, an early age get them an experience that you know they might not have access to at home or sure. or otherwise and I, I just think it's it's a really cool um model to be moving forward with and you know the technology gets better every single day the the software gets better every single day uh and i think we've got a long a long ways to go but but every day is exciting and and you know the more people that adopt it and and give it a chance i think uh, the better because there's some amazing things happening right why couldn't this stuff be around when we were in i know school, right, right? School, school, know. like 10 years too early <laughs> yep oh well but at least it's coming out now and our children can benefit from it you know definitely so awesome thanks again josh bobby you have any closing words for the young man no, thank you. This is an awesome opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, Josh, we will be in touch. Um, hopefully, we can get the band back together like we spoke Definitely. about the other day. Yep. Um, thanks again, and we will talk to you soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Teddy. Thank you for tuning into the In-Game Chat podcast brought to you by Lackawanna College. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at PlayLCEsports on both platforms to stay up to date on everything we are creating here with the Lackawanna College esports program. We will be releasing these episodes bi-weekly on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and all major podcast platforms, so please be sure to tune in and share our episodes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.